Good morning, everyone. This is Father David Blind from St. Francis de Sales Parish. And this is Father John Valanchuk from St. Sebastian Parish, just one stop down from these beautiful studios on the underground subway in Akron. <laughs> is it really an underground subway? Because when we were at the University of Akron, I, I was a little ahead of you. What year were you there? I don't even remember. I, You're I in the 80s, know. right? Yes. Okay, so was I. But there used to be a talk that everything was connected somehow. But is that just like urban legend? Like? That's urban legend. Okay. That's true. All right. Well, either way, it's close. It's very close. But it's good to have you here today. Father uh, Thomas, I know you're all dying to hear his words of wisdom and his his uh, velvet voice, but uh, he is busy, very busy as we're recording this today. And actually, this is live. He always likes me to tell everyone. Uh, live and really happening on 1030 Sunday morning. But... Being the fact is actually Tuesday, but we won't tell anybody. <laughs> we have a lot to go through today. Today, we're going to have a little time talking about what's going on over at St. Sebastian, but we're also going to talk about Lent. This is our final weekend. It's the eighth weekend of Ordinary Time, so we'll take a little break from Ordinary Time. If you recall, we started it right after Christmas season was ending. After baptism of the Lord, we moved into Ordinary Time. So for the past seven weeks, eight weeks now, eighth Sunday, I should say, we are celebrating uh, kind of a, at the end of this cycle, a little bit of a breath, and we'll be able to move into um, some other things. The readings, though, for the day, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time speaking of the readings if we have a chance to really do Lent. So uh, we'll do the readings so people are aware of it, but at the same time, let's um, do the eighth Sunday. Maybe we'll do the first reading today and as well as the gospel, okay? We can talk a little bit about it. If you recall, uh, the, the prophet Isaiah speaks on this gift of um, calling Israel back to task, uh, to getting back to who they're supposed to be. And at this point, it's in that first, if we look at Isaiah and break it up into sections, this is still within that first section of Isaiah. So it's, it's this call of returning to the Lord. And this one addresses a call from about the Lord who has forsaken me, but yet, he reminds everybody, even if it seems that God's forsaken you, it's not quite what you think. So let's be attentive to the word of the Lord. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. My Lord has forgotten me. Can a mother forget her infant be without tenderness for the child of her womb? Even should she forget, I will never forget you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I love the tenderness of this. I love the fact that we spent so much of you know, this Christmas season, the incarnational time, and, and in January with the pro-life issues to remind us how beautiful human life is. And even if a mother should forget her child or not want her child, that God would never be that way. That God is always going to remember us. And in a world that sometimes measures things by what we see and what happens upon us, God says, no, you are always mine and you always will be. Now, the gospel today uh, is probably one of my favorite ones. It's probably one of the three I'm choosing for my funeral. So it's kind of a funny way to put it. But I That's thought, a happy thought. It's a happy thought. And yeah. hey, considering age-wise, I may kick off before you, this would be a, a great reading for you to get practice with. So um, why don't we do Matthew's gospel from chapter 5 today? Awesome. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Word of God is living and effective, discerning reflections and thoughts of the heart. 
ハレルヤハレルヤハレルヤ Lord be with you and with your spirit a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew glory to you O Lord Jesus said to his disciples no one can serve two masters he will either hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the sky. They do not sow or reap, they gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, Will he not much more provide for you, O、oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what are we to drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I, I know we, we have a, a mission to talk about Lent as well today, but I have to tell you, hearing you read those words,、um, just tenderly given,、uh, it's exactly why I think it pairs so well with the first reading today. So, knowing me, now Father Valencheck and I are classmates、um, from the seminary. So, we probably met back in, <coughs> gosh, would have been the, maybe December of, or maybe November of, 90, of, of sorry, 93, 92. Because I entered January、wow. of 93. Right. So, that's a long time to, to know me. I just, so that the people understand, not to reveal too much, but. Why do you think that gospel is so essential to me and why I would have that as one of the possibilities for, for the people to hear at my own funeral one day? Because you and I worry about a lot of things. <laughs> we do. Now, we process it very differently, but、yes. we both only grew up with sisters. <laughs> <laughs> well, you laugh.、Yes. I'm telling your sisters, actually, they can be finding out for themselves.、Yep. Do you want to say a little hi to them? Go ahead. Hi, sisters. <laughs> There you go. My sisters are quite used to hearing me say hi to them, so I'll protect them and won't say anything to them today. But anyway, the,、uh, but for me, it, it is this worry factor, but it, it's such, I think it's progressed. It used to be that, I, okay, finally I can hear these words proclaimed and I don't have to worry anymore. But it says something more to me. It's about、uh, this providential love, a God who would so love me that all the things that run through my busy little mind, he's already taken care of. And everything that I fear may happen, or, or what comes next, or when we have to say goodbye to a, a priest in a parish because they're getting transferred, as、yeah. we have coming soon for both of our, our people, and、mm-hmm. uh, that somehow it's going to be okay, no matter what happens. I've been going through a lot of that 
this is a wonderful uh, part in my life right now that I've finally started letting go of a lot of those things. And my prayer is when I pray to God, particularly for the parish and things that are going on there, is no longer so structured that, God, this needs to happen. Would, would you please make this happen? It's, God, here is what we're trying to do. If you want it to be a success, if this is keeping with what you want, so be it. And it's funny, every once in a while I get little messages in the back of my head He goes, what if I don't want it? Like, ah, okay. He says, what if I do want it? So do you but I don't again? want you involved. And I go, oh, well, whatever you want, God, okay. <laughs> you know, so, but it's been a really this trying to let go of the yeah. control. And I, okay, God, you, you do it. I'll do my part, but if... You want it, you got to do it. Uh. It's a bit of a bitter pill sometimes to take. And in the sense, we even hear that in the Hebrew scriptures in the Old Testament where chosen ones, who they thought they were going to do, David thought he would build the temple, you know, and it wasn't given to him. Um, we also know that there are those who were promised and hoped for this promised land, and it wasn't their turn, not their time to do this. Mm -hmm. So you're right. There are some of the dreams and happenings that are not really supposed to be for us, but we lay down the foundations for what's to come. And we will be a lot happier if we go along with the plan. Yeah, and accept that's, it. <laughs> that's, that's hard. Yeah. Now, that's, those are wonderful choices and dreams about a future. But when you hear this reading, and even the first reading uh, from, uh, from Isaiah, I think of those people we know we work with uh, that give so much of their life to the church or who continue to have to go through struggles and sufferings, whether it's in marriages or, or parents who bury a child or mm. a dear friend of mine who's buried several, several of her children. And it's how tragic and terrible to the heart. How do we get through these moments? And these words from Matthew, these words from Jesus, are not just, um, they don't give you direct answers, but I hope it brings consolation and brings hope for those who hear them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's also a beautiful segue for what's coming in this uh, week. Uh, we transition as well from this time of ordinary, everyday life moments to a very beautiful time that some people fear and some people make in a different direction, but it's a little time we call Lent. Uh, this Tuesday, actually, we have, um, is it Shrove? Mm -hmm. Tuesday? Mm -hmm. Okay, what is, why do we use Shrove? I forget that terminology. What is that from? I knew that at one point. I don't remember now. Okay, so what do you, do you have traditions in your family? Get or? out Magic Phone. And we'll see. Magic Phone has answers to everything. But I, I try not to use it on the, on the, on the Mercy Show just simply because it could come from hope and understanding. But, uh, but I think here, Shrove Tuesday is the day in February, immediately preceding Ash Wednesday. That's all it says. Uh, and it goes on and on and on. So what is it, what do we do here? So we call it Fat Tuesday to people. And I think, I think that's an insulting terminology. Everybody tries to cram in all this food and everything else. Why do we go to make this Mardi Gras kind of experience? What's that about as the time from Tuesday to Wednesday morning when it's Ash Wednesday? We break into a fast and all that. All right. Well, the, the positive side of it is we're celebrating life. We're celebrating all this joyous stuff before we go, all right, now I'm going to enter into this uh, far deeper level of my spirituality. And, you know, it's one of the great things about uh, being Catholic, you know, is uh, when we fast, we really, really, uh, when we feast, we really, really feast. Mm -hmm. And when we fast, we cheat. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, also part of the fun of being Catholic is knowing the difference between an indelicacy and indecency. So there we go. Mm -hmm. But we're, we're taking, the, we're 
Life is meant to be enjoyed as much as we can. God gives us all these wonderful gifts. And on that day, we're entering out the larder of emptying out the larder of all those things that we're going to put aside during this other wonderful, wonderful time, this wonderful opportunity of getting to know myself better, making myself a better person, getting to know God better, becoming a better Christian, getting, bringing healing to our communities and whatnot. So what's a better way to start off such a wonderful season then with the celebration, we're going to go into this, and this is going to be a great time for us. Wait, wait, wait. You're making me feel happy about Lent. Like, you should be happy about Lent. Shouldn't Lent I be is suffering? Awesome. I don't do the chocolate. I I suffer and don't do it. Is that, why, why do we go through that mentality that this is a sacrificial suffering moment for us? Or are we just teaching years ago wrong in this? And maybe it's not years. Maybe it's families. Maybe it's cultures. Maybe it's... All new life is painful. We're gaining new life. When new life comes into the world, it's always painful, but it's always joyous. It's always okay. wonderful. Get, if you really want to celebrate, you got to go through the pain first. Do you remember growing up what it was like uh, for, for the time of Lent in your family? You came from Barberton, Sacred Heart? Sacred Heart and Barberton, <laughs> Slovenian Parish. Slovenian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from both sides of your family. Do, do you recall any childhood uh, memories of what that means? Uh, going into land? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, fortunately, in our family, nobody likes fish. So that always <laughs> made Fridays a little bit difficult. But uh, a lot of it was spent at church. Um, uh, my mom was uh, in the choir and everything else. And mm-hmm. so we always went to the Stations of the Cross, of course, and uh, extra masses and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the house uh, tended to have less comfort foods in it and whatnot. And uh, my dad, however, was not a practicing Catholic until almost the very, very end of his life. Mm-hmm. He, he was confirmed and all that. So it was always tempered in that way because yeah. uh, uh, half the household really tried to uphold what was going on while not making other people feel poorly who weren't going to do it anyway. So it was a lot of what we did for Lent was outside the house. There were private things that we did, you know, our prayers and being careful what we ate in the kitchen or whatnot, but it wasn't superimposed on everybody. And we took a lot of it outside the par- outside the home. I suppose in a beautiful way, part of this season is is private. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not just, it's both. It's, it's a public part and a private part. But even this Wednesday when we have Mass, we have the Gospel again from Matthew. It's, it's the next chapter, chapter 6. But he, Jesus says, take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you'll have no recompense from your Heavenly Father. And it speaks like if you're going to give alms, don't blow a trumpet before you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners. So what does he tell us to do? He tells us to, to go to your inner room. And that is what you speak of. It's what's happening inside. Absolutely. And, and that's all this external stuff we do is nice. But it doesn't mean anything unless it is affecting that internal area and and transforming us. That's the purpose that it's supposed to give us. And traditions, as they change, uh, and they do, uh, we we begin with ashes on our forehead uh, on this time. And and a very beautiful tradition we picked up through the centuries, but even from a Jewish tradition, uh, the chosen ones we see in Scripture. David, when he sinned greatly against God, um, what did he do when he was going to be made right with God. He wears his tattered clothes, so to speak, and, and rolls himself around in, in, in ashes, trying to remind himself about our nothingness uh, when we have broken that covenant with God. But as, as adults, and in, in the places that we're in as pastors, 
we have opportunities to bring a new look or a reminder of what we've given up uh, in the church in different ways. I know at St. Sebastian, one of the things I've admired most, and anybody who knows uh, my uh, following of Father Valencheck, and it's hard to say that being a classmate, and so we've been through uh, uh, early training boot camp and war together <laughs> in the seminary days, but I there isn't anything that I don't admire that I know of over St. Sebastian <laughs> that you've done and what you breathe life into in a different way. You were given a gift of a great place. It's uh, a wonderful, wonderful Great marriage. place, great people uh, who give and take care of of those in need, but I think uh, the one avenue you might have brought in is is this. Well, maybe you tell me what did you bring? I, I thought culturally you brought in uh, an avenue of bringing things tied together, not just serving those who are in need, but bringing people into your church who maybe aren't even Catholic, but the, the gift of music and of learning and growing in the faith. Um, in different ways, you brought an avenue uh, of of well cognitive hope and faith. You brought the brain in with the soul. And that doesn't always happen. And in that, I think how you preach and what you do with your blog, I come Lent, I always give out penances all over the place. <laughs> uh, and that's not because I'm making them feel bad. It's because I want them to have hope through your, uh, is it technically a blog is what you do? A blog, yeah. Okay, and it's called? Adam's Ale. Adam's Ale. Ale's, uh, A-L-E. A-L-E, right. Yeah. So Adam's Ale is one of my favorite go-to blogs. First of all, for the, for its... With the wit and for for the holiness and what it calls people to, you can point to things without beating people in the head about what's right and wrong. But we definitely know where you stand on things. <laughs> so tell me about your background on this. Uh, since I give it out as penance to people all the time, offer a thought on your blog. Adam's ale is named after the only drink that was available in the Garden of Eden, which is water. And the connection was made through Don Eden. Do you recall her? Mm -hmm. She wrote the Mm -hmm. book, The Thrill, The Chaste, and has gone on to do wonderful things after that. She's really the one that uh, 10 years ago, it's a 10-year-old blog now, uh, chastised me for not having one. So she got it. So it was kind of somewhat in honor to her, uh, the name of of the blog. And uh, it's just a, you know, there's so many things you can't talk about in a homily. You know, and why is you, that? Well, it just it doesn't fit. It won't right. work. It's a response to something that doesn't necessarily touch everybody, but it's important to get out there. And this is a wonderful venue for me to be able to express these things too. And as much as I enjoy doing that, and I think those things are worthwhile, the thing that most people read is Monday almost excruciatingly true diary entries, which, which are right. mostly comics and, and humors that I try to... Which you draw yourself. And the humor of the comics, I mean, your technique is it's just you. And you write and draw the way you speak and you act. And that's, that's <laughs> what makes us laugh, those of us who know you. And those of us who don't, it really opens up more. I think what your blog does, it opens up thoughts for us. and makes us think about things and talk about things. It doesn't always give us the bottom line answer unless it's a, it's a real cause that you're pushing at. Uh, and I appreciate that. So thank you for that. Um, in regards to your parish life uh, that you have St. Sebastian, how they've affected you and how you've affected them, what's happening, uh, what's your heart and your emphasis for Lent? What do you want people to, to realize most for your people there? Ooh, that's a great question. What do I want them to realize? Well, you know, uh, we've talked about this before. One of the things that... Uh, one of the many things that drove me into the seminary, besides the prompting of God, was uh, I really wanted people to stop and think. And if I, I often say with any homily that I give, if I've created an opportunity 
for one person to stop and think about their lives and how it affects their relationship with God in the world, then it's a successful homily. And during the Lenten season, uh, what we're trying to do, both through uh, opportunities for people to pray, I mean, I guess there's three things, opportunities for people to pray, opportunities for people to hear things, and opportunities for people to be exposed to beauty. Through those three things, it is my hope to get people just to stop. Stop just listening. Stop just being distracted. Stop just uh, doing your duties of everything that you do all day and think, contemplate, evaluate. That's, That's always my hope. Maybe one of the things I wanted to read for you, there's a book coming out, uh, Cardinal uh, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I think last time I said Sarah, because it looks like Sarah, So, but I think it's Sarah. I was corrected on that one. So, But he is, is speaking of this moment, and I think sometimes people misunderstand Lent of, of what you're inviting people to do is to be open to the intimacy of what Lent is about, uh, of the heart. And part of that is about going within, but also silence and stillness that we understand. And maybe people's lives are very busy. But he has this uh, book coming out called The Power of Silence Against the Dictatorship of Noise. Mm. Great title. I found out uh, it's probably, I have a pre-order in, so I'm not sure. They, they promise it'll be sometime early spring, which is pretty close considering the weather we've had lately. <laughs> but he says, silence is not an idea. It is the path that enables human beings to go to God. God is silence. And this divine silence dwells within a human being. By living with the silent God and in him, we ourselves become silent. Nothing will more readily make us discover God than the silence inscribed at the heart of our being. I am not afraid to state that to be a child of God is to be a child of silence. And these are gutsy words. But I wonder sometimes, even with all the technology, and I watch my nieces and nephews and so many people go into their devices, their devices mm-hmm. of of. Um, you know, their iPads or their phones or whatever they may be, it's, we could say, well, it pulls them away from people, but I'm wondering if it's, if it's somehow this thirst, this quest, we're trying to find silence somewhere. Even if it's within the technology, we go deeper into something else because the rest of the world can be so noisy and loud sometimes, or it pulls us into something just to find a stillness. Now, the difference here is it's a stillness with technology as opposed to stillness with God. Right, yeah. So, I don't know, that's just a thought I was thinking of. And there's this, you know, this thing inside of us that we're always trying to fill with something, you know, and most of it's distraction. We're we're filling that up with some sort of distraction or Mm self-medication in some way. And what a beautiful thing it is to stop and think and to get to know yourself better. And the most important thing is to get to like yourself, like yourself, be alone with yourself, think Contemplate. That's a hard thing to do. Yes, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> because sometimes we don't like ourselves either. So, you know, yeah. just, but, but that's your point, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Then, you know, and, and if you don't like somebody, you don't get to like them better by never seeing them. You spend some time with them and work them out and decide what you need to do in order to heal that relationship. And it's the same thing with ourselves. We always forget about ourselves mm-hmm. unless we're trying to distract ourselves or, or medicate ourselves. But who are you? You know, like you, you know, if you don't like something about yourself, do something about it. And you're not going to be able to figure out exactly what that is unless you spend time with yourself the same way you spend time with God mm-hmm. or your friends, friend. And it, exactly. And that's why we do this. And is there really a time that we're by ourselves that we're not with God? No, not according to the readings we just did in the beginning, you know. Um, I don't know. I suppose if we accept Lent for what the gift is, 
doesn't mean between now, Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. through Tuesday evening, midnight, that somehow we're going to cram in every little sin in the world or or wear our beads of, of green and gold and purple all <laughs> we want. But it, it's it's about why do we just not do this now? Like, well, what's stopping us from entering into Lent today, this afternoon? Weather or sunshine, rain, whatever it may be. But we tend to want to mark these things like some heroic victory we're going to uh, hope to achieve at the end of it all. But if you go for what you're saying about this intimacy, of this knowing who we are in, in our own, being, mm-hmm. being by ourselves, taking care of who we are, that's what Lent is about. We wear our purple. And by the way, I got a brand new vestment. You're going to have to check it out. <laughs> God bless Shirley Clark. She did a great job with Ooh. it all. So she made this new one for me to wear. Um, and I finally remember the, the gift of my last one I received from Marie McNeil. Actually, whose birthday's uh, tomorrow? Uh, memory of her, she uh, she died a couple years ago, and uh, she was a great woman of faith, a homeschool mom, and gave so much to the church. And to see that somebody else would make investment, kind of in Thanksgiving for what we do, but also for a season that we love, it gets us back to where we are. So we adorn everything in these this draped look of purple, but it's not painful purple. It's it's about. You know, we're nothing. Dust and to dust we shall return. You remember, you're dust and dust you shall return. Simply because we are nothing without that grace of God. So we're thankful for that. Um, anything else? Uh, for anything you want to highlight? We have just uh, about two minutes left in the show here. So is there anything you want to talk about that you want to invite people to to the parish or an opportunity at Saint Sebastian? Uh, here's just a couple of quick things. One is uh, we're opening a new school for a Catholic school for children with learning disabilities, which is now taking applications, the St. Julie Billiard School at St. Sebastian Parish. Uh, might want to give a call, look Excellent. on, look it up online, uh, uh, get in there soon because it's filling up. And it's um, going through, is it K through three? It's beginning K through three, it'll eventually go up to eighth grade. Praise God, I mean, I, this is an avenue we need, so I'm grateful you have it. I'm a strong believer in St. Julie Billiard School up in the Cleveland area, and now there's one down here for us mm-hmm. to embrace, awesome. And also uh, got more theology on the tap Akron yes. coming up, which your parish has sponsored and both of you priests have spoken at. Yep. So awesome. Thank you and so much. And that's for the 20 something year olds? 20, 30s. Okay. And then we have theology on the rocks for the older group. We Earth, just had our first one last night. We were expecting 40 people and got a. 120 and turn people away at the door. So wow, great talks, grow in the faith. Come on out. Those are some of the things going on. And where can they find out this information? Is it Facebook pages, Theology on the Rocks Akron, Theology on Tap Akron. Excellent. Okay. Anything else for your parish? I'll keep an eye out on some new thing, our concert schedule and our new uh, uh, headmaster for the Academy of Culture and Arts is coming up, starting some great things. He wants to start a community band. Excellent. Some things like that. So and they can find that online, there. too, from your parish, yeah. right? Go to our, our webpage, and it'll direct you there. Well, thanks be to God for being here today. My brother, I'm glad you're here. Thank you, brother. Remember what it says in the beginning of Lent from the, the prophet Joel. Blow the trumpet in Zion, proclaim a fast, call an assembly, gather the people, notify the congregation. Enjoy your week and enjoy the beginning of Lent. God bless. God bless. This program has been brought to you by St. Francis de Sales Parish, 4019 Manchester Road, in the Coventry Township, Portage Lakes area. 